Hey, what's happening, everyone? Joey Kasimi here, hanging out with Jared Easley, and together we're starving the doubts. Brian Miles is CEO and co-founder of Miles Advisory Group, which is a parent company to the brands of EA Help and Mag Bookkeeping, which is virtual bookkeeping for churches. EA Help Executive Assistance works with startups to Fortune 500 companies and has some impressive clients, including Audubon California, Fox News, Chick-fil-A, and USA Today, to name a few. Brian runs this company with his wife, Shannon. He's a family man and enjoys backpacking, mountain climbing, writing, reading old history about Mount Everest climbs, and watching episodes of Gold Rush on Discovery. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, Jared. Excited to be here. Now, Brian, I was fortunate to meet you not too long ago at a conference, and that was the SCORE conference. And I, I was just curious, what inspired you to attend the SCORE conference? Well, you know, for me, I don't have great desires to speak to a room of 10,000 people. But as our company grows, I've had many opportunities to speak with the media. And as a result, I need to be a better communicator. And then on, you know, on top of that also, attending SCORE helped me to kind of articulate better the the messages that I need to get across to our team and to our, our clients and to the market as a whole. You mentioned your company. You have EA Help and MAG Bookkeeping. Would you real quick just tell us about both? Yeah, you bet. So uh, my wife and I, we started a, a company in August of, and we incorporated in August of 2010. The company's called Miles Advisor Group. And reason for the name, we were just not creative. We We knew we wanted to offer some services and as they developed, we developed into brands. And so today, the Miles Advisor Group is simply a parent company to two separate brands and set of service lines for our company. The one is EA Help, which is virtual assistant services for leaders of all various types, from large Fortune 500 companies to tech startups to physicians to high-profile people to pastors and so forth. And then our other separate service line is called Mag Bookkeeping, and it does, and we basically provide virtual bookkeeping services to churches around the United States. What inspired the idea for both of these companies? Well, for me, I've always been a fan of businesses that create incremental revenue streams versus installment revenue streams, and I had come out of a background of construction and technology or software, where at least at the time in software, you, you would go sell these large software deals. And then you basically had to go find your money every single year. So what attracted me to a service like this is, one, it was a incremental revenue stream that we could develop over time by developing and maintaining relationships. But the other part of it was interesting to me was I had a virtual assistant, one that was, uh, her name was Trisha, and she was in Charlotte, and I lived in Atlanta, and I'd worked with her for seven years. So I knew that this was a possible thing that could be done. You could have a good working relationship with a virtual assistant. And I knew that other leaders, especially at least at churches, in pastors specifically, they could absolutely use a service like this. And I was very surprised to find out as we developed our business that businesses and business leaders and and CEOs of companies needed this virtual assistant service and were looking for a solution like that. What's the major thing that differentiates EA Help and MAG Bookkeeping from just any other type of virtual service that's available? Yeah, that's an awesome question. We... I think the major differentiator for us is we hire only U.S.-based people. Mm. That is a huge one for us when we are talking with potential prospects on the phone and they realize that we're U.S.-based or they, they approach us because we're U.S.-based. We, we win a lot of business because we focus exclusively on U.S.-based talent. 
Brian, how do you find talent? Well, <laughs> we're blessed right now. We get probably 60 resumes a week through various ways like, you know, social media is a big one for us. The word's getting out that we are hiring people. And we do, we, right now we're averaging hiring anywhere between 15 to 20 people a month in our company to provide services like bookkeeping or virtual assistant services. So word's kind of getting out. We target a certain type of folks that we love to have as our, on our team. But, you know, it's mostly done through social media. Now, what role does your wife play in this? My wife is the brains of the operation. You know, she's actually our, our COO, our chief operating officer of the company. She is responsible for several things, one of which is the finance side of our business, the legal side of our business, the operations side of our business, which encompasses human resources and legal, in addition to our two directors that are kind of lead the service lines of MagBook Keeping and EA Health. They also report into her which it carries the lion's share of the business. My job is to basically be ahead in the market looking out six months or more at our industry and then also casting vision for our team and for the market in addition to making sure that we're pulling in sales and driving revenue like we need to. But my wife's role is substantial in terms of her impact in our company day to day. So Brian, what are some of the ways you're bringing in clients now? Well, you know, we still are thrilled by the referral side of our business. We, I'd say, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact percentage, but it's very high, the percentage of people that like us because we serve them well, and then they go out and tell others about us. We've developed just a, tr- a, a truckload of sales that way. First, we've also engaged a publicist as well for our organization, and they've really started to kind of drum up uh, additional opportunity for us to get noticed. And then before even we brought our publicist in board, we were on board, we basically had just influential people that would say nice things about us because they were intrigued by our service. And that's that's been really fun. And of course, you get you get a high profile person that becomes a client and they say nice things about you, someone like Michael Hyatt. And it's like trying to catch a tidal wave with a teacup. When you and Shannon first started out, what was the big moment for you guys when things really started happening? There's a couple that kind of pop out the first few months. And when it's funny when I say few months, I mean, I know businesses that have started and are years old and still haven't basically got the break even or produced a profit. And that was not the case with our business. We were very blessed to, to basically develop quick revenue and then also maintain our cost to get the profitability. But our little company basically got the break even and sh- showed its first profit 14 months after we got started. And that was a biggie for me to look at the financials and realize that that wasn't an error. We actually did get into the black and we've stayed there since and really been pumped about that. So that was a major milestone for us. Another one that comes to mind was in July of 2011. And a little known guy by the name of Michael Hyatt basically was looking for a virtual assistant and actually somehow managed, God bless me, with the opportunity to talk to him on the phone. And he asked for a contract right away and he started saying nice things about us right away. And that was a tipping point for us because we knew that this service could potentially work for businesses, but we were basically forced to go there really quick because before that point, we were just working with churches and pastors in the United States. And Mike basically opened us up to a whole new set of industries and, and verticals, if you will, that were interested in what we did in addition to opening up opportunities for us to serve leaders outside the United States. So it was kind of twofold, that major milestone with Mike. And then we've had milestones with meetings internally, you know, with our team celebrating certain wins and really just, you know, kind of seeing cool stories emerge out of our company. 
we, I mean, the, when you look at what we do, I mean, we're developing an army of servants. We get the opportunity to serve people. And when people realize that, that, you know, we're, we're not just saying that because it's marketing, we're saying it because it's really what we do for a living. And we free up leaders to be able to do what they can only do. It's just a huge win. And there's so many cool stories that emerge from time to time about how we're really helping people and how we're really making a difference. So I'd, I'd say that probably those are the three things that come to mind. Well, and you're providing jobs in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge win. I mean, when we started this business, I was adamant that we impact the United States economy. When we left our jobs to start this company, it was during the Great Recession. Um, you could argue we still are in it. Uh, but we left great jobs in 2010 to start this. And I just I felt compelled that we needed to create a business that impacted the United States economy. And that's exactly what we've done. And today we have over 160 people on payroll and organization in just two and a half years of business. And that's growing monthly, it seems, with the opportunities that are being presented to us. And all of that is money that's staying in the United States economy in U.S. households. Brian, what advice or encouragement would you offer to that new startup or that person starting their business? And maybe their thought process is, I don't know if I have enough money to afford a service like this. What would you say to that? I would say I understand that. You know, from an administrative standpoint, there's a point in time as a leader where you just realize that you're out of time. And the only way you're going to get it back is by leaning into others and trusting others to get the job done. And you're going to pay for that one way or another. It's, there's no such thing as free administration help. And that's candidly why some businesses stay small is because they choose to not invest in the administration side of their business. And really, that's the that we just we execute. We get stuff done for leaders that they need to be focused in somewhere else. So I would say really count the cost of your time. If you think that you can go it alone from an administration standpoint, you may be a very good delegator. You may be very good at getting stuff done. But as your business grows, and hopefully it will, you're going to need to lean into people that are actually really good at executing on behalf of you as a leader. Um, the other thing, too, I would just say to them, the person that's getting started is and I'm obviously a huge fan of it, but outsource as much as possible or, or what makes sense for your business. I mean, there's more things to outsource today than ever before. I mean, we as a company, we. We still practice what we preach. We outsource our corporate accounting to a, a firm we trust. We outsource all of our IT needs to a, a company called Evron, and they, they basically manage all of our IT needs in an outsourced capacity. I mean, we, we obviously at times will even outsource our own work and use our own t people to basically get stuff done or separate projects inside our company. So, I mean, it's a great way to scale a business, especially when you don't have the capital up front. What are some of the jobs that can be done through EA Help? Well, EA Help, I mean, when you, when you look at our organization and, and the types of EAs that we employ, I mean, and the caliber of the people that are our virtual assistants, they come from amazing backgrounds. A lot of them, most of them have great business backgrounds or professional backgrounds where they were, you know, working a full-time job and were you know project managers or mid-level managers or managers in businesses and so the, the types of work it, it gets a really poor label in terms of an administration or assistant the reality is that they do things like you know managing a, a team doing project management and working backward off of a deadline and keeping everybody on task and managing critical path they can be an, a sales assistant where they're basically managing a sales team for a sales manager and producing reports out of a CRM application to event planning and 
basically the other things like inbox management, taking care of all those emails that hit a leader's inbox every day. And there's just a there's a varied list of the types of things our EAs are deployed to do every day. It's, it's actually quite amazing to, to see all the ways that our EAs are deployed and how they work with these leaders. EA Help was recently highlighted on the Hallmark channel. Would you be willing to tell us about that? Yeah, that was one of those cool things that you didn't know about until you felt it. And that's exactly what happened a couple of weeks ago. Stephanie Stanton, who is the owner of CareerTrick.com, and she's also a NBC News journalist, she was on a show for the Hallmark Channel Home and Family and made mention of our organization for the types of jobs that stay-at-home moms can have. And, and the really cool thing about it was it basically gave us national television coverage, which was really our first time that that had ever happened. And our inboxes and our web traffic just exploded that day, and we had <laughs> we had no idea it was happening. So we quickly, you know, we quickly ran to it and realized what was going on. We were inside. We were giving each other high fives because it was a really big deal to get the kind of coverage that we got. And and really to be validated in our space is what we believe to be is a true leader in virtual assistance. And Stephanie has done her homework. The lady that reported on that segment, she had done her homework and realized that we're, we're definitely one of the leaders in our industry for not only serving leaders with virtual assistance, but also producing a viable third option for stay-at-home moms that, that want to stay at home and work. Brian, do you have any tips for being a leader when your team is all virtual? That is a great question. We deal with that daily in our company. I mean, we're, we're, a, we're a virtual organization in that our corporate team are all based here in Atlanta, but our executive assistants and our bookkeepers, they're all over the United States. So we, we manage a growing group of virtual people. And one of the big things I would say, if you're going to lead a team like that, is that you have to default to trust. Uh, and what I mean by that is the people that you hire, when you trust in your hiring process that you're finding great people, you've got to trust that the people that you put in place to execute get the job done. So when something pops up, the first and it's you know something that seems weird or off, you've got to fill that gap that you have in your head with trust. You've got to just assume the right thing and then verify it. So I'd say that you know the first thing is to basically assume trust for your team when you're working virtually. Another thing is, especially with new team members that are working virtually, you need to kind of break the threshold of communication with them, meaning you've, you've got to really kind of over-communicate for a season of time and make sure that you're doing what you can to, to kind of clear what you think that their communication requirements are and likewise. So over time, over 96, over 60, 90, 120 days, you start to really kind of work in a rhythm because you understand how each other communicate in that process. And then I, I think another biggie for us is we leverage web technologies. I mean, it's one thing to hear my voice, but it's another thing to see my voice and look at my face and Skype and uh, Adobe Connect and GoToMeeting, you know, we, we, we use video as much as we do audio as well so that people can see each other and we're people and we're, we're not robots. We're actually people and we have feelings and emotion and we want to make sure that we're communicating just like we would if we were face-to-face. -face. Brian, I want to switch gears here for a minute. One of the things I learned about you when we were at that conference was that you're very passionate about mentoring. Would you be willing to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, you bet. I was blessed to have a great mentor that took me through a very proactive process back in 2007. His name is Reggie Campbell, and he has actually created a foundation called Radical Mentoring. But and then and before that and even after that, I've I've 
been intentional about finding mentors in my life that speak in that I get permission to speak into my life for various reasons or various things. And, and you know, I've been blessed to be able to mentor and uh, it, I take it very serious. And I think that there's a very good proactive way of how you mentor people versus it being a reactive thing where you, you sit down at an IHOP or a Waffle House and you just kind of ask questions blindly to someone that's going to try and be accountable and transparent to you. I, I feel like there's a much better model for that. And Reggie Campbell basically taught me that model of how he mentored me and seven other guys at the same time over a course of a year. And I just saw the the potential that it had to, if you mentor in a proactive way, kind of over time, the impact you can have on several people. At one time, in my case, I look for young guys that are you know, like-minded in their faith like me and they're Christians. They're married, newly married. They're starting off in their careers. They may or may not have kids. And I intentionally look for guys like that because I have about a decade on them and I feel like I can add some significant value to their life. What advice would you have to someone who is listening to this and saying, you know what, I need a mentor? Well, one of the first things that I, I tell people when they ask questions about can you be my mentor or, 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 you know, how do I find a mentor? I would tell them that they need to be very proactive about reaching out to the people that they want to mentor them because a busy leader, someone that's worth following, they're not necessarily out there looking for you. You've got to get into their damage path. You've got Mm -hmm. to basically get in front of them and get into their stream, if you will, and say, Hey, I'm willing to let you speak into my life for a season of time. And, and just make it that make realize that you're not going to have this mentor necessarily for the next 25 years. You may only get them for a season of time, like 12 months and acknowledge that, you know, the other cool thing about that is when you say, hey, look, I want you to to pour into me for 12 months. It gives them an out and it gives you an out. But it, what it does besides the out, it gives you focus on what you need to talk about. And so I, that's definitely something that I would say is create an end date would be one thing I'd say. The other thing is to get into their damage path. And then probably the last thing is communicate what you expect from them as much as what they need to communicate to you for what they would expect for you in that process. Do you recommend any books on mentoring? I do. Reggie Campbell, that guy I mentioned to you, he wrote a book called Mentor Like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's out on Amazon. You can find it. You know, There's plenty of blog posts out there on radical mentoring. Michael Hyatt actually has written quite a bit about mentoring as well through his experience. And interestingly enough, Michael Hyatt, he learned first about Mentor Like Jesus from my old mentor, Reggie Campbell. So, you know, definitely a really good model for how to develop, not only develop a mentoring group for a mentor, but also kind of being a mentee as well. But Mentor Like Jesus, in my opinion, is probably one of the best mentoring books out there. Brian, in addition to your businesses and your mentoring, you have your own personal website. It's brianmiles.me. What are you up to over there? I had a really smart owner of a marketing agency based in Nashville basically take me to school on this idea of brand equity. And and, and part of the reason for why we have brianmiles.me is so it's not confusing the blogs or the brands of EA Help or Meg Bookkeeping. So what I was finding was I, I wanted to basically write about topics about leadership and personal development and faith and politics. And and those four things have nothing to do with being a virtual assistant or being a virtual bookkeeper or anything kind of around that. So what we did was we parsed out all the things I like to talk about that are not our brand specific items. And it gives me a platform to kind of just rant or, or write, I guess, about the things that I, I care about greatly. And, you know, that's you know being a good leader. 
always refining yourself as a person, you know, having a faith that is a, a relationship, not a religion. And then I also am very interested in politics in the sense that there's a lot of leaders out there that are sitting on the sidelines that could be great servants to this country. And I think that we all have a personal responsibility as it relates to being good American citizens. Brian, who's doing something that interests you right now? I'm very intrigued with the guys at 37 Signals. Mm-hmm. They're a very innovative group. I look to them in a lot of different ways. Jason, who is the uh, the founder, I continually find that I'm pulling nuggets out of their writings and their hopes and their wishes as an organization and kind of the values that they emit. So I'm very I'm very interested in what they have to say. Um, I pay attention to candidly to anybody who is a serial entrepreneur because I'm not one. I'm I'm actually quite boring when you talk to me because. I don't need to, I don't feel compelled to go and create a bunch of businesses. I feel compelled to basically develop a, a handful of businesses that are very focused and, and I love being around guys that just start up businesses for the sake of doing it. And I'm always intrigued by why they're doing it and how they're doing it. And so I've got probably, I've got four or five friends like that, that they're just constantly starting up new businesses. And I'm just impressed by that. I learned so much from them. It's just really fun to kind of be around someone like that that's got all that energy. Brian, what's the best place for someone who's listening who's interested in executive assistance or mag bookkeeping? What's the best place for them to find out more information on that? Well, EA Help, the, the website's just eahelp.com. And if they're looking for, there's a place at the top of the website that it highlights our services under what we do. And that's a good solid list of kind of the overall things that we we seem to be doing for uh, leaders, regardless of the type of organization they are, the size of the organization, or really the type of person that themselves is a leader. So eahelp.com for that leader. There's also a careers section on that website as well. We're always looking for qualified virtual assistants that want to work from their house and serve leaders. So uh, we're always looking for great people to join our team. And then for mag bookkeeping, it's just magbookkeeping.com, and very similar to that, we, we, we show a, our services. They're actually quite simple. It's virtual bookkeeping, and we also do payroll as well. But we're also looking for qualified virtual bookkeepers, too, that have you know a good set of experience and know how to basically produce financials, reconcile statements, and, and serve in a financial capacity. And, Brian, what's the best place for people to connect with you online? Right now, there's two, I, I think, two different places that I'd encourage. One's on Twitter. My Twitter handle is just Brian Miles or at Brian Miles. And then, of course, on my website, which is BrianMiles.me. Those are probably the best ways to kind of collaborate or connect with me. Thank you for coming on the show and being willing to share your story. Jared, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. You know, just candidly, God's blessed our business, and I want to do my best to encourage other folks that are wanting to start off and create a business that it is possible even in kind of a tough economy and fighting for what you believe in and going after it. But it takes risk, but you know, there's also a sizable reward that can come with that. So I, I just appreciate the opportunity to kind of share our story and hopefully it gives some hopefully it gives some encouragement to those who may be on the sidelines that one day we do want to start a business. I'm in a situation where I'm working full time and, and my wife's working full time and I have a two and a half year old and, 
yeah. and I'm praying and asking God, hey, what do you have? What What is it that you want me to do? And I feel led to start this podcast. And there are days when it's when it's encouraging, and there's days when it when it's like, oh, it's a lot of work to, yeah, <laughs> it's just to put out a podcast. But I believe conversations like this is one of the reasons God wants me to do this. And and so I'm I'm happy to point to you, and and I'm also. I'm praying that God will lead me and, and give me wisdom on ways to get creative and provide value and and take things to another level. So, Well, listen, man, I would say to you, God is in the business of creating great leaders that will, are willing to take a risk. And, and that risk doesn't mean it has to be foolish. It can be marked over time by making, a, making prudent decisions that equal an opportunity. So... You know, the fact that you're working full time, your wife is, you've got a young kid, man, we were there, you know, literally in the beginning of 2010, I was exactly where you are. And it takes, it takes, in my opinion, I don't know how non-believers do this, but man, for me, it just took this gutsy reliance that God was just in the midst of my decisions and that he could see me through it. And so I just, I identify with you. I hope that I can encourage you if you're ever through Atlanta let me know. Or if I'm in South Florida, I'll let you know. But I just, if God is asking you to do this and you're doing it and you're being obedient, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, the opportunity will be there because God will not let you down. 